You thought God was an architect. Now you know. He's something like a pipe bomb ready to blow. And everything you built that's all for show goes up in flames in 24 frames. You thought God was an architect, but now you know. He's something like a pipe bomb ready to blow. And everything you built that's all for show goes up in flames. They're the lyrics of a favourite singer of mine at the moment called Jason Isbell. He had a new album out on Friday, but that's from another album of his. I thought it was too late, about nine o'clock last night, to suggest that Dave Thompson sings it. So I didn't text him. Um, But uh, Chris Wilson sang it when he did his gig in the welcome area when he was back there in May. It's an incredibly powerful image. It's like many images I have when I hear a lyric. I first of all go, not sure about that. And then over time as I listen to it, I go, my word. My word, I really need to listen to that. Because we have this idea of God as a, an architect. No offence to our architects, but uh, everything's neatly drawn out and neatly built. And it's all very safely on paper. But actually we find in our lives that um, God's more like a pipe bomb. And he blows our lives wide open into all kinds of spaces. Particularly the things that we've built for show. The things that are all about us. It's like a transition. And I know what you're saying. How long will he go on this year that King Uzziah died? Could be a while, but you're lucky. Because I'm going off to Uganda for a few weeks and then holiday. So we might break the cycle. In the year that King Uzziah died is a transitional time. A transitional space. And I started, as you can tell, I've been thinking about that for a few weeks. And I started thinking about our transitional space. And the more I think about our transitional space, the more transitions that we are in. 2017 in the year of history is a really fascinating year to be alive and to be of someone of faith. And I don't only mean Brexit, Trump and May's hung parliament. I don't only mean the political transition, the political pipe bomb that blew over the last year that 2017 seems an interesting time in. I wonder, and forgive me for my political uh, judgments here, but I wonder if when we look back in history, maybe if my grandchildren do history, they will look back at the time I lived and they will think, That was one of the most fascinating times in world politics. But the one that they had no good leaders. Not even one. Maybe. But it's transitional for sure. But it's wider than that. When I see Arcade Fire on Tuesday night, they're a band from Canada who um, I quoted a few weeks ago actually. Very much a band that looks at social critique. And their brand new single, which is an Abba feel, and I never thought I would like anything with an Abba feel, but there you go, thank you for the music and all that. Their brand new single is all about having everything now. Everything now, I've got everything now, I've got everything now. And the conclusion is that actually we've got nothing now because in our search for everything now, 
we've lost the soul of what is important. Transitional time, when you can have everything now. I was telling the, um, telling the girls this weekend that in 2003 or four, I arrived into America for one of those little trips I do around the colleges, and one of my old interns picked me up and she said, you're going to do our 20-something, she was working in a church, or do her 20-somethings tonight, and I said, oh, that'll be all right. She said, oh, I'd like you to do those quiet services you do, you know, the way you play a few songs and read a bit of scripture in between, and I said to her, but when I'm doing that, and chaplain say, I've got five to 10,000 CDs on a wall that I can pick three songs out of, I've only got one CD with me, that's going to be really tricky. I arrived two years later in America, and I had 35,000 songs and a little box in my pocket called an iPod. Life had transformed within just a couple of years. And we've lived in that transitional time. I mean, do you know what's on this? Everything's on this. Everything. The encyclopedia's on this. The news is on this. All my emails and all my addresses are on this. Every photograph that I've taken in the last number of years are on this. This little, how transitional is that when you can carry it around with you in your pocket? And what impact will that have on our world? We're a subjective driven world. They tell us that's the result of the image driven television that we've been living in. That suddenly we've gone from being objective and thinking things maybe like an architect to everything being thought about as how we feel it. How we feel it here, and until we feel it here, we don't really... That's a transitional time in our cultural history. We've got relative truth, we've got post-truth, we don't know what truth is. And we're going through this incredibly transitional time in our cultural and social history. We've got an Irish president who has an Indian father and who is gay. Transitional times on our island. An Irish Taoiseach, sorry, not president. What's next at Stormon? We have no idea. But look at that, it's another transitional time. Can you think 10 years ago or 20 years ago when Ken was getting picketed outside by the Free Presbyterians for having a Catholic and a Protestant speaking in here and now Martin and I do four quarters every January and February and very few people take any notice of it unless there's a riot outside skiing us when we do an event and then we can get in the papers. But the transitional change that we have seen in our lifetimes is quite incredible. And church life is different too because the generation that have joined us in the last period of time are hardly likely to join the way that you guys all joined. Even down in church house at the assembly, they were thinking, could you possibly be allowed to vote if there's no record of you haven't given anything into the offering in the last year? Even church house is beginning to get to the point of thinking of the changing circumstances of what church is. And into the midst of that, so many of the 30s and 40s have just given up on faith altogether. And I don't mean the ones who grew up without a faith. I mean the ones who applied for church ministry. I mean the ones who were serving God and no longer can find the ability to think or believe in a transcendent God. If ever any generation lived in a transitional time, it is us. But let's not think of ourselves as unique. 
because it was in the year that King Uzziah died that Isaiah got his vision. So what do we say into this period of transition that we're trying somehow and even some political leaders have resigned this week because that transition as a Christian proved to be too much for them personally. How do we follow Jesus in this period of transition? Well, we go back as we always do to the scriptures. And this week's readings were read to us. And they're from Exodus and from Matthew. And they're both written. Yes, they are in times of transition. Now, who am I to speak about Exodus this week? Because Desi has just published a brand new book about Exodus that um, might be too much for the most of us. But it's published and we congratulate you on that, Desi, and I will give it a go um, at some stage. But I thought to myself when people were putting up on Facebook, Desi's got a new book on Exodus. And I went, oh, the lectionary would hit me with Exodus chapter 19 that particular week. I'm not going to go into any of the detail, but I want to think about it. And I want to think about it through the the lens or the sieve of Rabbi David Singer, who's the the local um, rabbi at the Belfast Synagogue. He spoke here just a couple of Wednesday nights ago. Um, He was speaking about the gift of the Torah, which came at the same time as the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Father Kieran O'Callaghan did um, a little bit on the, the giving of the Holy Spirit And Rabbi Singer did a bit about the giving of the Torah. And it was fascinating. And what he was saying to us, and I've been, even as uh, Jean was reading it this morning, I was was listening to this again. What Rabbi Singer was saying, that it was interesting that when they escaped Egypt, that was really the formation of this new nation. Yeah, they were there in Egypt, but they were under slavery. And he would have talked about how that escape from Egypt was this forming of a new nation. And he he said, you know, when you're forming a new nation, it might be good to give the laws and all the structures of the new nation right there at that point of the beginning. But Rabbi Singer said that God didn't do that. He left them for two or three months till they find themselves in this particular chapter of Exodus chapter 19, waiting for chapter 20, when God is going to finally give them the Ten Commandments, give them the Ten Commandments around all the other different laws that Rabbi Singer told us about um, that particular evening he was here. And what he was saying to us was that, the, 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 that really what, he was, what God was doing was he, was he was asking them to do and to be before they would hear how to do and be. Now, bear with me for a moment in that. Bear with me for a moment in that. Here's how he described it. He described it as somebody at a swimming pool. This would suit me perfectly because I'm no swimmer. I mean, if I jump in at 12 feet as I did one time, I can get to the edge. But uh, it wouldn't have been a choice I would have made had I known it was 12 feet deep, if you understand my drift. So, but he would say that there's no point in me standing at the side of the pool. And then somebody coming and telling me how to swim. Telling me how to move my arms in the breaststroke and what to do with my legs in the breaststroke. What to do with my head when it's coming under the water or what way to breathe. He said there's no point in that. Nor were the children of Israel interested in just hearing from the side of the pool. He was saying that the way God teaches and the way God gives us the Torah, we've got to be in the pool. We've got to be doing it. And as we're doing it, we get the teaching 
we get the law, we get the Torah. And it's almost into this transitional period of time when the children of Israel have got out and they're in the desert for a period of time and they get to Sinai, that then after periods of doing, suddenly God is more clear about the teaching. That's an interesting angle on it. And I'm still thinking about it, but the one thing I'm taking from it is this. There is no point in standing at the side of the pool if you want to be involved in this Christian game. The way to learn and the place to learn and the place for the Holy Spirit to teach us is while we're doing it. We don't wait until we're taught. We don't wait until we have all the knowledge before we dive in. And particularly in a period of transition. Because in some of these areas that I mentioned earlier, we are floundering. We're floundering as Christians to know how to take the cultural and social changes around about us. We might be floundering in our college courses. We might be floundering in our places of work. We might be floundering with our children or our grandchildren. We might be floundering, certainly we're floundering in church to know how to respond to the transitional period of church life over the last periods of time, which is probably why many of us used to pass many, many churches before we got to here but we're passing less and less churches till we get to here because the church has been struggling in this transitional period. And in this time of exodus, in this time of transition for the children of Israel, God is making a personal covenant with them. A communal covenant. It's not for the individual in God, it's for the people of God and God. It's a covenant that makes them precious. It's a covenant that they begin to know who they are in the light of who God is. In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah saw God and the image he saw of God changed what he thought of not only God but of himself. And so the children of Israel in their period of transition hear God. They find God. God gives them a covenant. God tells them they're precious. God tells them that they have a task to do because they're going to be a holy nation that will be a blessing for other nations and they're going to flourish. Matthew 9 and 10, Jesus is doing almost the same thing, not with 12 tribes, but with 12 disciples. Transitional time. They've been with him for a while. They're binding themselves together. They're binding themselves together as this new community of faith that will become disciples. And this is what this has been about in chapter 9 and 10. And chapter 10 tells us just how dangerous the transition transition will be. I'm going to send you out like sheep among wolves. You'll be handed over to the local councils. You'll be flogged. You'll be brought before governors. They will arrest you. This is a a really frightening transitional time for these disciples, these soon-to-be apostles who are being made at this stage into disciples. But by the end of Matthew's gospel, they're being sent out to make disciples. And in the midst of it, There's relationship. There's some sense of covenant. There's some sense of their preciousness as they're even mentioned here by name. And they become a people of God that are going to go and bless the nations of the world. To be disciples and then make disciples. So what do we do in this period of transition? We need to make sure we're in the pool. We need to make sure that we're struggling. Not make sure we're struggling, but make sure we're in the place where struggle is going to happen because of the transition. And if you're not struggling in these changes, I think your God is an architect. And you need to find a God who's a pipe bomb. 
Because these are a daily struggle to work out how to apply the word of God into the transitional world and culture and community and churches that we're living in. It's a daily struggle. And I couldn't help but take the image of Rabbi Singer and demean it by making it into a, um, a pitzer, uh, what's it called, the, those guys who made Nemo. And uh, Nemo and Dory are struggling in a transitional time in the water and the sea. They're in the water. And Dory says that when you're struggling, she was told always to keep on swimming. Keep on swimming. And it's vital in this transitional time that we as Christians don't take ourselves out of the water. But that we continue to be in the water and we keep on swimming. And as we're swimming and as we're doing, we listen for the voice of God to help us to understand. But the first thing we need to understand is who we are and why we are. And I take us back a few weeks to when we realized our identity was a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That's who we are. But why are we that? Once you were not a people, but now you're the people of God. Once you'd not received mercy, but now you've received mercy. And you go into the world to give that mercy to others. We begin to find out who we are and we begin to find out the purpose that we have. Let me conclude by this. Take you back to last Sunday night when we had some amazing performances of music right up here. I don't think I'll ever ask the musicians of Fitzroy ever to pull off what they pulled off at that U2 night. Those were not easy songs. And boy, did they make them quite uh, remarkable. In the midst of that, I talked about how Bono talks about America being a great idea. America for him is not just a continent. It's not just a place full of cities. It's a great idea. And the great idea is the Statue of Liberty and the great idea is under the Statue of Liberty. Give us your wretched, give us your homeless, give us your refugees, the, the, the tempest tossed and we will give them a place of freedom and rescue and home. It's a great idea. And you can't help but thinking as you go back to that formation of the children of Israel that what God does in giving the Torah and particularly the Ten Commandments is he gives us a great idea. An alternative nation and an an alternative kingdom. Here's the way the world is. It can be something different than that. We don't have to live in it as it is. We can live in it as God intended it to be, intends it to be, And that we can swim in the midst of the transitions with this incredible idea. An incredible idea that we would wait for the pipe bomb and that the things we do for show would get blown away. That we wouldn't live for treasure on earth. A great idea that we wouldn't have um, a block of flats that were made so cheaply while a block of flats is made so ornately. That this block of flats goes up and smoke in an instant and over 50 people die. While this block of flats is really safe because the world that we live in, the culture that we live in, the bottom line of that culture is profit. The bottom line of that culture is your stocks have to rise. The bottom line of that culture is financial. It is about the rich and the poor. That's the transitional world that we live in. If we think about the last 50 or 60 years and see the difference between rich and poor in our world, you would see the transition we're living in. The kingdom of God comes and says, don't covet your neighbors, don't steal, don't kill. The Torah comes to say, look after the stranger. 
The Torah comes and the laws of God come and say, leave some at the edge of your fields. That what God's doing as he, as he brings this new people into being is that he gives the world an alternative to the way that it is into the way it could be, the way it should be, and the way we swim in the difference of who we are. This is an incredible idea, this Christianity idea. That in Northern Ireland you would love your enemies. You wouldn't retaliate when somebody does anything to you. And Brian Zahn brought that out amazingly well last week with the four horses of the apocalypse. And how you just are led to this death. But actually, actually, Jesus comes with this alternative way to live. It's an incredible idea that you would show grace to people. That we would live this idea of grace. What an idea in the transitional world that we live in. These are incredible concepts. These are incredible ideas. And Madam Secretary says, a good idea is meaningless without the courage to act. A good idea is meaningless without the courage to act. No point in standing on the side of the pool and hearing all about the good idea and even quoting a few verses from the great idea. We need to be in the pool. We need to be floundering in the the vortex of the whirlpool of the transitional period that we have been given to live in and to keep swimming and be faithful to this idea. Be faithful to this idea even when it takes an incredible courage to keep swimming in the transitional change that is around us. Exodus and Matthew are periods of transition. Where God is giving brand new ideas to communities of people who are being asked to live those great ideas so that they would flourish within their own lives, they would flourish within their own communities, and that they would be a blessing to the transitional or the world that's gone through the transitions around them. Maybe as we go through this transition, maybe as the church is sidelined to the very edge of our world, maybe. Maybe that's the time. Maybe that's the time when the church is more needed than ever and the church will look more radical than ever and the church can have a bigger impact than ever. But even that's a good idea that's meaningless unless Stockman gets the courage to make it happen. Let's pray. Lord, literally on a daily basis we come up against some of the collisions that our faith and your kingdom have in the world that we live in. Dilemmas that generations before us didn't have to face in the home life, family life, work life, leisure life, church life. We're aware that we're in this interesting time but challenging time and somewhat dangerous time. And so like the children of Israel in their time of transition, Lord, help us to hear your great idea of the alternative. Like Isaiah in that time of transition, may we see you, see ourselves as you see us, so that we can be sent. And those disciples in a transitional time, first century, Palestine, Jerusalem, 
all the things that were going on around them. And here you are trying to form them into a brand new community in incredible dangerous times with new ideas or ideas refreshed. Lord, we thank you that on a Sunday morning we come and we hear these ideas read to us from your word. We sing these ideas. We pray about these ideas. We reflect on these ideas. We pray, Lord, that you would make sure that the ideas that we have are not meaningless. Because we ask you to give us the courage to go out the doors of Fitzroy this morning into the transitional sea of the world we live in. To keep swimming and have the courage to act on these ideas. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.